We are the Bros Who Think Network, and you're tuned in to Bros Who Binge. Enjoy. What's up, movie fans and Netflix bingers? Welcome back to another episode of the Bros Who Binge podcast, or welcome if you're a first-time listener. My name's Adam Schubert, and as always, I'm joined by Lyndon Burton. Lyndon, I thought about just canceling the Bros Who Binge podcast and just calling it the Bros Who Watch Naruto for 10 seasons. Ooh, my guy is starting to watch Naruto. I look straight up. How you feeling? Give me the lowdown. Where you at? Let's. Are we, we're going to do like a Naruto update every once in a while. Where are you at? Let's see the big moment, and then we'll. And then I'll be able to ask you when you get to the next big moment. So, give us a little insight in your viewership right now. Well, I guess I'm pretty early on in Netflix terms. I'm on season three. What's like, like uh, a big? What's the big moment that's going on right now? Like, what's what's happening? The Chonin exams, the final round, and it okay, just started. Okay. So it's the first battle is Naruto versus Neji. Ooh, okay, so they, they haven't started fighting just yet. You're about to watch that. They've started uh, fighting. Okay, they started, I mean, like, so Naruto's getting his I had to stop it. Okay, for sure, for sure. So that's the big moment. How do you feel about the series so far? So, like, right now you've seen the Zabuza fight. You've seen Gaara versus Rock Lee. Do you like Naruto? You, 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 this is like, okay, so for fans out there listening, Schubert's watch My Hero, Cowboy Bebop, and, like, Yu Yu Hakusho. That's like in, like, Dragon Ball Z. In Dragon Gundam. Ball Z, yeah, Gundam. Like his 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 net his anime viewership is like tsunami basic level. And I and I told him like, like get to the like four o'clock tsunami when we were children. Big facts. And like if you watch One Piece or Naruto, once you get under that under your belt, then you'll be getting into like prime anime art. Now you can start diving in. So what what you think about it so far? Um. I mean, I think I see a lot of the parallels from my hero, like yep. right away. Um, but I think that the development's a little bit better for some of the characters. Um, I kind of like that the whole story, like it's called Naruto, but I, I never really feel like it's all about Naruto. Certain episodes do feel that way, but I feel like with my hero, it's always it's always about um, you know, oh man, what's his name? I can't remember. Deku. Deku, yeah. Like I feel so like every everything I feel like everything pushes Deku's narrative along. Where I, with Naruto, I feel like there's a Naruto stuff going on, but then there's also some stuff going on here with Sakura. There's also this whole Sasuke stuff that's going on that has nothing to do with Naruto. Okay. And then, then you have this whole Gara Sand Village thing that has really nothing to do with Naruto and that and their schemes and their plans and the Sound Village and their schemes and their plans and like all of this stuff that's going on outside of this whole Naruto thing, even though. I, and there's our schemes and plans that go on in my hero, but at the end of the day, I always feel like it pushes Deku's narrative along. See, that's interesting. Okay, I guess in the beginning, Naruto, it's gonna definitely funnel in. It's gonna, it's gonna funnel in, in like it's gonna be like characters that you see you drop off in storylines, like where they don't get more stuff. Like, so it's interesting to say that. And like looking at my hero. In the beginning, it is like that, and now I think it's starting to branch off. Because when you see season four, I want to ask you that question again. But no, 100% no, bro. Naruto's the one that got me in anime. I love that shit. Rock Lee's the boy. And, and you're right. Justice the for Rock Lee. That they do. 
Bro, when you see right now, he's at when Rock Lee just got his ass whooped. Wait till you see when he his comeback story, baby. Justice for Rock Lee for sure. I'm, I'm glad you're enjoying Naruto, man. Like, cause it, it's one of the best. Oh, and shout out to Nola Pels Reddit. He's he's in Shippuden. He's at he's at the pain fight. You don't know who that guy is yet, but shout out to him because deep stuff, bro. Deep stuff. When Shubi gets there, we're gonna definitely have a conversation about that specifically. Yeah, it's just a, this is a tremendous job with its world building, especially for something that came out in 2002. Bro, anim- anime has been doing that. Like, Naruto and One Piece really changed the game in, like, anime storytelling, for sure. Yeah, it's one of those things, though, that I was thinking with animes and, like, we're talking about Cowboy Bebop coming into that Netflix series and, you know, Akira is going to be a, a movie. And I look at the, what I'm watching now and I'm like, this could not be done. Oh, they never d- different than, they, they shouldn't yeah, be, yeah. This could this could not be done any different than the way it's being done right now. There's no other way you could handle I, it. Yep, and I feel the same way about One Piece. There's certain animes that you just should never ever touch. And like Naruto is one of the like I couldn't take anybody seriously, bro. I would never believe it. No, I don't think I could either. Like um, I I love those characters and who those characters are in that animation is who they are. Like, I would yeah. never buy, like, as much as I love Batman and I read Batman, like, that, that's the thing about American comics that's so different. Like, they're every, it's it's about the writer's run on the story where it's like, we're never going to see another, like, Boruto is, like, something that's special because it's like a spinoff and Kishimoto's not writing it, but... And that's why a lot of Naruto fans don't watch that or, like, really support that. It has its own fan base. Like, we'll never see another author or, or Mangaka write Naruto. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's it in its day. So that's why I kind of feel you when it's like, I will never accept, like, a lot. I can't see it being done in live action. But Akira's different. Cowboy Bebop's kind of different. Some of those are like, it, it, it just depends on the story. But Naruto's definitely one of those that I could not see. Well, yeah, I mean, those are more grounded in realism those two yeah. that you said where naruto's got so much fantasy element that i just don't think that you could i don't think that you could pull off chakras i don't think you could pull demon off demon fox <laughs> yeah i don't think you pull off demon fox nine-tailed fox uh, like it, and the crazy thing is you like it gets more crazy with that it gets even more fantastical as he becomes a teenager and yeah. grows up like it, it just it just gets more and more deep so I can't wait to hear. I, I understand way more memes now. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that's so true because they do have a bunch of Naruto memes. I was, re- I was, uh, I saw this one thing on Instagram today where it was like a bunch of the essential couple argument stuff, like you know, uh, just like oh, uh, you know, you your certain couple arguments that you do like this versus that kind of thing and one of them on the bottom was Dragon Ball Z versus Naruto and I was like oh now I could actually be involved in that conversation now yeah definitely think Naruto's better ooh hot take yo like there's just some times where Dragon Ball Z is just like unwatchable bro look I'm just gonna say this about DBZ I said this on Anime Talk like it when I was 12 it was one of the best things ever and when Naruto, when I was 12, it was one of the best things ever. When I'm 25, 24, Naruto is still one of the best things ever. Dragon Ball Z is still just 
for people like yes the action is cool but it never progresses it's, it's past. kind of surface level and yeah no it, 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 it it's it literally or you kind of you already kind of forget to care about what one character is doing in their journey well because they introduce all this cool shit but it, it literally where you where like even though like you said with my hero it focuses on deku there's still other characters where they won't stop impeding their growth just for Deku's sake. Where Dragon Ball Z, it's we got to make Goku as strong as he can to be the next person. It doesn't matter about Vegeta, Gohan. It doesn't matter about anybody. Like Goku has to beat whoever, and we will keep the, the all these cool characters we introduce have nothing. All their purposes is for Goku to beat them, and if they're good, they'll join the fold, and we'll give them a, maybe a cool fight. Other than that, it's about Goku getting stronger. That's all that show is about. 100%. It's it's literally suits it suits for the level of storytelling that I said like I liked it when I was 12 and I still like it for the cool fights but it never it never grew with its audience. It it's its storytelling never progressed as its audience grew. It stayed at a at a at a very like you said a very surface level storytelling. Well, for more on the anime world, you can definitely check out hashtag anime talk. You just see how you got me hyped, bro. Like that, that, that is something that I can go on for forever about. But we got a lot to get into, Shubi. Exactly. Lot of news, and let's get into it whenever you're ready, brother. Yeah, I'm ready to get this started so we can get to the 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 shit box at the end, for lack of better <laughs> words. All right, I'm ready, Lyndon. Let's uh, get started. So, it's finally official. Battinson. How do Let's you feel? Let's go. I, yo, okay, let me say this. When Matt Reeves, it was like 1 a.m. on like, I, I believe it was like Friday night. No, it was like Monday night, maybe Tuesday night. Nobody was really doing anything. The finals was meh. Nobody was really like, Twitter wasn't popping. And I just see Matt Reeves tweet this gif of Robert Pattinson with the bad emojis. And I was like, oh, I'm hyped. Let's go. Did it not wa- look like he was go. watching game film? <laughs> yeah, it was like he was getting ready to go. Like, no, I agree. Oh, it was, I was so hyped, Juby. I was like, yes, this is the guy. And wh- after watching that movie tonight, X-Men, it even confirmed for me more so. If Nicholas Holt was Batman, my God, I would be concerned. But hearing uh, hearing what is rumored now, with uh, with which we're about to say, him being rumored for one of the villains that you're going to mention in a little bit, it makes sense because that's the same thing that happened when Christian Bale was cast as Batman. They were testing uh, Scarecrow. What's the actor's name? Kieran, uh, Killian, Killian, uh, Killian Murphy. Murphy. Yeah, Killian Murphy. They were in they said, oh, Killian Murphy was up for Batman. Uh, he might have tested for it, but he ended up being Scarecrow, and I really hope that happens for Nicholas Holt, because I can see him as a villain. But having Batson, let's go, baby. 30-year-old, they said it's going to be noir. It's, he, he, like, Matt Reeves personally chosen for the role. He he loved it because he had no ties to superhero. He Matt Reeves was looking for a very specific look for his Batman. Like, he wanted to see Robert Pattinson move a certain way, look a certain way in the cow. Like, I'm I'm pumped. Like Matt Reeves has done his homework. Let's go, Shuby. We might get the yeah. best Batman adaptation yet. I'm excited. And you, yeah, and you're alluding to Nicholas Holt possibly being Riddler, and we do know yep. that Catwoman and Penguin are supposed to be in the movie. Now and, a lot well, of people he's are. Also testing for, he's also testing for Penguin as well with Josh Gad. Gosh, I don't. Oh man. Josh yeah, Josh Gad is voiced that he wanted to be Penguin for a long time. But here, here's my thing with. The Penguin Catwoman announcement. Everyone kind of was like, okay, we're getting Batman Returns 2.0 kind of deal. 
Uh, well, there's a lot of different ways that you can look at how you could use the characters of Penguin and Catwoman. Catwoman doesn't necessarily have to be heavily involved in a villain role here. could be very similar to kind of how they played it with Anne Hathaway, where she kind of was like a anti-hero support. Or do it like they do the animated series. I'm with you. I feel, I feel like Catwoman yeah. won't be Michelle Pfeiffer at all. Yeah, I, like, I feel I, like... I feel like she's going to be traditional Catwoman. Yeah, very supportive. We're going to play into that relationship. Yeah, um, exactly. And then in the then in the other hand, you know, Penguin, besides being a crime, crime you know, criminal, he's also kind of a, a crime lord of the underground. Running yes. the Iceberg Lounge. Who's I... To say, Who's yes. to say that he doesn't sit in the iceberg lounge and Batman he takes a visit to Penguin and be like, Penguin, I need like this inf- piece of information or like you know beat it out of him. But like yeah, instead, no, instead of having Penguin you. be the, with a primary villain here, he's more of a plot piece. I know. I, I, he could be a weapons dealer. Like he could be just like you said, running the running the iceberg lounge, like being legitimate while also still. Doing stuff in the shadows. Doing, that's why yeah. Batman can't. Yeah, that's why Batman can't really pin nothing on him because he has no information. It's like let's go to Penguin to get the information on who the villain is. No, I feel you. Like I feel like like Catwoman and Penguin will probably be major characters, but just plot like supporting characters, not the main antagonist of the film. Yeah, so it's gonna be interesting to see how the casting goes for that. That's where I can see totally having Josh Gad like. Yeah. Josh Gad play Penguin. Don't let him have like a giant role. No, so. I'm going to put you in, in Nicholas Holt. I could see as a different style penguin, a more suave iceberg lounge. But seeing him as Riddler, ooh, let's go. Yeah, I, I kind of like either either one there. I think Gotham kind of gave everyone a different idea of what the penguin could be. You know, love it or hate it, uh, because even, everyone kind of has Batman the idea. This guy. Yeah, like the, yeah. Like how they switched him up from like. If you remember the classic Batman animated series, he was the Danny DeVito, like, mm-hmm. the, the penguin, like, that actually looked like a penguin. But when they switched it to New Batman Adventures, Iceberg Lounge Penguin, we saw a suave, like, gentleman of the city. You know what I mean? Exactly. I think the biggest knock on my the Danny DeVito Penguin was that he was gross. And yeah. the thing is, is <laughs> Pe- Penguin had a way of charming people and having charisma, which is what he did in Batman Returns, but it didn't look that way on the screen based upon what they gave you. Oh, 100%. Because Penguin's supposed to be... Every Batman villain mirrors Penguin. Penguin's supposed to mirror like an evil Bruce Wayne. Like, he's like... He he comes from a rich family with the cobble pots. But stuff... He had tragedy in his family. But instead of like being positive like Bruce Wayne turned into Batman, he he became the Penguin. Like, this is the... Well, he also wasn't handsome. He yeah, wasn't. He had his limp. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's also see that that's also the Danny DeVito thing, like because there's some like the suave penguin in the comics, like just like this this like you say this arms dealer, this criminal underworld. But like in Batman Returns, see that was his thing. Like he yeah he wasn't attractive at all. He was this big like penguin esque creature. With lack of a better word, so to speak. So we've talked about the idea of maybe having the Riddler and, you know, we know the Penguin's going to be in there. And we kind of have an idea of who you might want to cast in there. Maybe Nicholas Holt for either role. We're hearing Josh Gad might do Penguin. Uh, I don't really have an, an, you know, you really have to think about the direction of the thing to be able to decide who acting choices would be. But just off the top of your head, can you think of anyone that you'd be interested to see 
as Catwoman because a I, lot of people, I a lot of people have that's pushed. You're about to ask me because a lot of people have pushed to have Kristen Stewart, but that's obviously not going to happen. Hell no. But that's, uh, this was before yo. Battenson, though. This was before Battenson. Everyone was like, you know, Kristen Stewart would be a kick-ass Catwoman. But you can't do that now. No, and I, don't, I wouldn't even want it to be Battenson even with uh, Cat. Oh, my gosh. So I'm, I'm trying to find someone 30 years old, 30, 30 years old or younger. So actresses, actresses between uh, 25 and 30. So look, it's that don't have tough, that, that aren't attached to Marvel. Yeah, I know. It, that is tough. Okay, so... What about Alicia Vikander, maybe? You, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe Alicia. Um, I'm trying. I'm going through the list right now because I knew you were going to ask me that question. There's so many. Like, for example, could Allison Brie get dark? Do you think she could? No. See, that's why. That's why I wouldn't want to say her. But if just looking at her, she has the look. But you got to think of an actress that can get dark and to be. Physically, to, to kind of match Batson, because if they're going with a traditional Catwoman, she can fight him. She can fight alongside with him. Like, she won't beat him, but she can fight alongside him. Uh, that's why I said Alicia Vikander to have someone with some, some oomph. But uh, I, I couldn't see Bryce Dallas Howard doing it either. Like, um, but she could be a damn good Poison Ivy if they're, if they're trying to add that type of stuff in there. I'm Man. just going to throw some other names out there. You know, what about Allison Williams? Allison, ooh, I like that. I like that it, name. That's she's good. kind of, yeah, she's kind of someone that has not really scratched the surface of a big time role. So like, I it's agree. Be, so I think that she might be someone that you could tap for it. Ooh, um, what about Evan Rachel Wood? West yeah, Evan World. Rachel Wood's interesting too because she is kind of a, making a name for herself. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's an interesting thing to think about. But I got one more for you. Your girl from row one, Felicity Jones. I think she's too short. Ooh, you think she's... Okay, okay. All right. She has the look, though. I'll give her that. And she's in, like, from row one, she can do the action. But I like your Allison Williams one a lot. I definitely do. And that was kind of just one I pulled out of thin air. I was looking oh, I, for another I, name. I, and I pulled I was most like, of oh. these out of thin air. I was just looking at pictures of like actresses 25 to 30 because yeah. like, I knew you were going to ask me that. And I was like, man, I really don't know who I would want to be Catwoman in this film. Like that. I feel like that's going to be an interesting cast. If they could go for if they were trying to get like a no name or like someone with not not a household name in this, I think Catwoman would be a great role to do that in to get a fresh female talent in there. Yeah, so like going back to my thing about the height, I feel like, you know, when you had Hathaway when you had Pfeiffer, Anne Hathaway is about, let's say, 5'8"-ish. Some, you know, some, something around there. And I'm looking at Michelle Pfeiffer right now. Michelle Pfeiffer is 5'7". Um, seven, seven. So that's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think you have or Felicity Jones, I believe, but she's pretty close to 5 foot. So it's oh, like, and if you want to keep her, if you want to keep him like close in height to Batman, to where all he has to do is bend his neck to like you know get in yeah. close and intimate with her. Exactly. Robert Pattinson, he's six one, so I feel you on the five eight, five five nine, five seven range. Yeah, it's got to be someone who's kind of got a, a a taller, athletic sort of build. I'm no, looking I'm, at Allison Williams' height, she might even be too short. Ooh, Allison Williams looks looks tall on the screen. That's interesting. I thought she was. 
taller yeah, I thought than so like, too. That's why it was like my initial thing, but I looked at her thing and it says that she's five five. Ooh, also let me tell you what's rumored right now. And I could and if Matt Reeves pulls this off, he will if 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 what I'm about to tell you he pulls off, I'll give him this. He's made the best Batman film because nobody could pull this off. No one has yet to pull this off. It's rumored that Robin's coming in this, bro. Like I saw that rumor. Like legit. I wouldn't be surprised. I think it would be someone like way young. Dick, like no, like a young Dick Grace, like like a like a the true like a teenager. Rob. Yeah, <laughs> bro. Like that would be crazy. Maybe even like a younger teen. Like maybe maybe almost thirteen. Bro, I could see them doing this trilogy by the next movie where he's like about to be Nightwing. <laughs> like. We get young Robin in this, and we do a time skip. Like we can see the death of Jason Todd for real. Like, I'm, I, like Matt Reeves, if, if we get a Robin, that I, like I'm, I'm saying this right now. If he pulls off Robin, he has done it. Because like, even though Christopher Nolan gave us Dark Knight and all that, that to me still isn't comic accurate Batman. And I always say this about the Dark Knight: as much as I love it, and it's the greatest comic book film ever, you could take away the IP Joker and Batman and make the Joker just a crazy man and make Batman like a CIA agent trying to save the world. And it's still kind of, it still works. So I, I would, I like if, if Matt Reeves pulls off Robin, kudos to that guy. Yeah, I think that'd be really tough. And especially because of all the iterations we have of Robin right now, it'd be hard to, but I like the, it's, the, I buy it. Like, if it works, like, holy crap. Like, we've never seen a live-action true Robin work. Like, shout-out to Brendan Thwaites. He kills it as Nightwing. He's not Robin. Like, he, like I, even though he had the Robin costume in season one of Titans, I didn't see him as Robin. I saw him as about to be Nightwing. Like, this is not Robin. Even though uh, Jason Todd was in there and I believed he was Robin, it's different with Jason Todd because he's a specific type of like acting style like if you get classic dick grace and robin working with batman like partnership ooh, it, it, it's gonna be tough it's gonna be tough but if, if they pull it off kudos to them while doing bad no, no origin yeah and they, there's no origin in this this is like badison is he's not just starting to be batman no i mean like seasoned. for robin Oh, okay. Like I, um, I don't, I don't want, I don't want to, I don't want them to revisit his whole thing. I, like I don't want this to end up being kind of, kind of the the Robin story of uh, how he becomes Robin. Like I don't want this to end up being the first Batman movie, and then it also ends up being more of a Robin origin. Oh, I was about to say now. Nah, nah, I was gonna say if we do get a Robin, I would not be surprised if we see his. Like, I'm gonna say this: we don't. I don't think we'll see a Batman origin in this. But if if there's a Robin, I think shoot, but I don't think you, you. I think you might have to do it just for new fans, new audiences. Like, yes, like comic book fans, everybody knows Robin's origin. But if you're gonna bring him to the big screen, they might have to do it. I agree with you. I don't want to see it, but I, that's something that I was about to say. Like, I think they might have to do that because, especially because of what, how he's describing the Batman, he's not just starting. He's he's in the game, but he's still trying to find his footing and find out like what type of Batman he is. So, like, and especially since it's going to be detective based, like, I think the side story could be trying to find Robin's parents' murders if he's in it. Like, you know what I mean? That that could definitely be a side story. Yeah, it just depends because, you know, we are kind of maybe getting a rogues gallery kind of deal. So, like, you know, we don't want to get too makes, busy here. But, That's what I'm, but all that I'm saying is that we don't want to get too busy here, you know, because if we're no, going to build on this Catwoman Batman thing and we're also going to build on the Batman Robin thing and then also build on Batman being a detective in a big 
to a big villain thing. I don't think she's going to be crucial. Like, if, if Robin's in it, I don't think Catwoman is going to be, like, their relationship. And I and that it just depends on if he's in it or not. And that's just a rumor right now. But if he's in it, I don't think it's going to focus on Catwoman and, and Batman's relationship. I think she's going to be, like, just supporting, like, helps him out, like, on a mission or some shit. Because the thing is, what they say with these rogues, it's like, they could be in and out the story. Like, some, most of them are going to be in and out. Like, just showing that, like, oh, they exist yeah. in this guy. And, and, I mean, Catwoman needs uh, this movie more to set her up for the universe. Exactly. So, uh, But I have some more names real quick if you want me to throw some out real quick. Just see how, how you feel about it. Go ahead. Carrie Russell. Ooh, okay. She might be, a, she might be too old. Uh, Vanessa Hutchins, I saw. I saw, yo, I didn't want to say that name because I saw that rumor, but it was it wasn't a good rumor. I didn't I didn't trust the site, but just know that name's being thrown around there. Uh, Dakota Johnson, she's oh, from okay. um, Fifty Shades. Okay, I don't know. If she, can she get serious? That's the thing. Like, can she can she get feisty? That's the that's oh, the man. thing. I don't know if I could. Maybe she was. Oh, I'm looking at her. Yeah, she she could do it. I, I could see her being Catwoman. Um. Zoe Kravitz. That's a different style, Catwoman. I like Zoe Kravitz. I really You've do. have also seen Zazie Beats. See, Zazie's in Joker. I, I prefer Zoe than, than Zazie. Uh, Marina Baccarin. She's a little too old. I don't even know who that is. She was um, she was in Gotham, um, but she's more famous for Firefly and some other things. Was she in Deadpool? Uh, yeah, she's Deadpool's chick. Yeah, well, yeah, no, 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 I'm good. Yeah, she is, yeah. Uh, Natalie maybe for, Dormer. Maybe for bi- Ooh, I would not see. I like that name. I love that name. I think she would make a great Catwoman, especially to Badison. Ooh, I would, I would love that pairing, actually. Uh, Olivia Wilde. Might be too old. I, I was, I was gonna say, just like with the Moran thing. Natalie Dormer might be a little too old. Natalie Dormer, how old is she? I thought she was, she's like, 30. A, I think she's in the mid-30s. For real? I thought, I thought, she, was, I thought she was in her 30s. Oh, dang, she's 37. Ooh. Yeah, she looks way she, younger she, than she, than she, she is. is. Yeah, she does. Kudos to her. She's looking good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, man, that, that's all we really got for the for the bads and stuff. That's all the rumors I've heard, but... I'm excited. Yeah, the, the last the last one, and this is I know you're a Blade Runner 2049 guy, and, I, and she was probably one of my favorite parts of the movie. But Ana de Armas. Ooh, wait. Let me just so I can look at her and make sure that like Ana de Armas. Yeah, give oh, me a oh. give me a give me a Cuban Selena Kyle. Yeah, I would dig it. I would dig it, and she could. Nah, it would. She would. She looks the part. I dig it. I dig Ana de Armas. So I yeah, out of the, I think out of the names that we've said, like I'm liking Anna Day Armis, I'm liking Allison Williams, and I'm liking uh, even though the height thing, but I'm still liking it. I, I like those two a lot. I really do, and, and but, the ones you said earlier. But yeah, I just wanted to to throw those out, some names out, because that's definitely something that people are going to be discussing. Oh uh, but from, yeah. But from one DC high, we go to a DC low. Swamp Thing is canceled a week after it premieres, so there no, they will not be a season two of Swamp Thing, which we assumed. Yeah. Uh, so, you you uh, didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. I don't. No. 
I guess I might watch it this weekend, but yeah, I'll probably. Check I saw it some out. people that were really standing for it. Yeah, like, I, saw, uh, I saw people like jonesing for it, like saying this was great work by DC. Yeah, I saw this guy who was in um one of the discussion groups I'm in, and he just was like, "Guys, like, why did this happen? I just watched the first two episodes and I love it." Yeah, see, I've seen that as well, and seen that from like podcasters who who are who are out there in the in the game like i've seen this from multiple people so it's interesting but look i'll say this if dc knows that they don't have anything with this and like even though fans like if like if, it, if they don't think they have anything i applaud them for cutting and cutting tail and, and cutting bait like dc universe is so far doom patrol was a was a chance and it worked it landed yeah like, doom patrol landed better than titans like you have young justice. It just needs to get killed. found. Exactly. That's my thing. Like and you and Titans coming back for season two. You know season two is supposed to be a smash. Like, why c- continue Swamp Thing if you if you know it's not gonna be ready? Like, you know, Especially Harley if you feel confident in some of those other things. Like yeah, like Harley Quinn. Um, I think I'm hoping that they put Stargirl together that you know make it be worth worth something well true but I'll say this they pushed it back they made and they they made sure they didn't have this happen because I feel like we said this when we saw the Swamp Thing trailer I feel like it was more MTVCW and less DC Universe and I feel like maybe Stargirl was going in that direction I feel like DC Universe had once you've seen the, you've seen the tick you've seen the tick right yeah I kind of want Stargirl to feel like the tick that would be, but see, that still feels in the vein of DC Universe. It's it's not CW. It still feels like their tone. Like I'm just saying, I feel like Star Girl's gonna be okay because at least they took the foresight and was like, nah, we're gonna stop this and make sure we get it right. Unlike Swamp Thing, where they just kept going. So hey, it's not a it's not a bad thing. Yeah, it's canceled. We won't get a season two. But I'm not I'm not I'm not too concerned about this. But I think which we don't have on the notes, which I should have put in there, but. I wanted to talk to you about this. DC's not going to Comic Con, and I saw people up in arms mm. and like being worried. But I think this is a great thing. What did they? What did they have to go to Comic Con for? Exactly, like Wonder Woman eighty four. Yeah, you could show a trailer is it a year yeah, away. Could, exactly. Joker's about to come out. No need. But to it do really doesn't. That. But it really doesn't uh, have to do anything with your universe you're trying to build. Exactly. It's kind of its own thing. Like you, you're trying to hide Pattison. You're trying to hide Pattison and keep that, uh, like, keep everything under wraps until you're filming. I think next year is going to be the year for DC Comic Con, and I think next year's Comic Con is going to be a smash where we get where we get announcements, where we're going to get the Batman trailer. Like next year, Comic Con is going to be crazy. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's better for that anyway because we've seen so far that this year has been taken by Marvel. I mean, we yeah, Captain Marvel was a smash, even though it wasn't the best movie. Avengers yeah, Endgame. Endgame is more, probably going to beat those Avatar records when it's all said and done. Uh, then you got Spider Man that's going to come out around the time that Comic Con's going on. And then they're supposed to drop their, their new slated Comic-Con. Like, you don't want to drop a slate when they drop a slate, especially because people have no faith in your slate right now. They don't believe what you're saying. And Marvel's already been successful, and everybody's jonesing to know where Marvel goes next. Like, take a where, step back. Well, keep, and where keep, next summer, you already know that you're going to dominate the summer, the, the storylines, because of Wonder Woman. 
Exactly. And then you have the hype with Batman because you know stuff's going to be coming out because they're going to be done filming or close to done filming at that point, or at least yeah. in the process of filming. So, I mean, it's going to be hype. And then Birds of Prey news is going to be coming because that's going to be coming soon. Like, you're you're getting ready to dominate. So why not just keep building your universe slowly and slowly? Also, another thing that I heard, Mark Forbes, of uh, Mark uh, Hughes of Forbes reported this rumor is that... That, yo, maybe Wonder Woman and Aquaman and Shazam, when it's all said and done, those those roles might be recasted because if Badison and Birds of Prey and all that stuff successful, they might try to they might try to just run with that. Shubi. And I and he said, look, he said, that's a rumor. And I just want to bring that to the table. He said it, nothing's set in stone yet because, of course, the, the public loves Gal Gadot. They loved uh, Arthur Curry. and They love Shazam. But they got to see. If they if they can make it work, how Matt Reeves feels going forward because DC's really behind this Matt Reeves thing and thinks he has a, a true winner. Well, the, the thing, the positive for Shazam at least is that he never used anyone's face, and he didn't show. So he didn't. Yeah, no. We, did, we didn't Shazam see made. Superman's face. We didn't see Aquaman. We didn't see Wonder Woman. So or we Batman. know that they exist, but yep. we don't know that it what universe that is like we don't because like if we want to put him into this new batman universe i think he could fit in there yes because he wasn't in justice that's the only problem the only problem is that they tried to rush a justice league movie yeah real talk 100 percent. and like as much as we love gal gadot and jason momoa and it would suck to lose them i'm interested to see what this badson if 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 badison works i'm interested to see a Robert Pattinson. And that's crazy to say. The dude who did Twilight, I'm putting my hopes and dreams behind to lead my, me into a DC universe. Isn't that insane? Like, what if he's the yeah, Robert Downey Jr. What, what DC if, stuff? What if I came up to you in, in, when you were in middle school and said, hey, to <laughs> uh, see that guy up there that's doing Twilight? Yeah, he's going he's gonna to be your Batman. <laughs> I wouldn't believe you i would i would i would spit i would spit on the ground and say shut up exactly <laughs> we just had, we, we just had christian bale don't you dare <laughs> yeah like in that time like 2008 2009 you'd be like what the, what are you talking about <laughs> be quiet but it's crazy be man like it is insane but that's pretty much all the dc stuff we really have all right well before those two things out on the table before we jump into some trailers, let's talk about the TV spot for Lion King that's coming pretty soon. We finally get to see the animals talk. How do you feel about Nala, seeing Nala speak for the first time and seeing Timon and Pumbaa speak for the first time? I, I was I love Seth Rogen as Pumbaa. I love it. Like Billy Eichner as Timon, dope. Uh, Beyonce as Nala, I didn't hate it. Like I thought it was I thought it was cool. Like I'm gonna have to. I need to hear more than just that because right there I was just like, oh. It's Beyonce. I need to, but like, I want to like see her act in the film. Like, I want to see more than just that. Even though that was like, well, Nala doesn't have big, much to do in the film. That, that's true. But I feel like, Shubert, I feel like if you're gonna cast Beyonce, I feel like they add, like that's gonna be. You know how each of these stories add stuff. I feel like she's gonna get something. Well, yeah, and you also got to remember that this is split up into two things. Like Beyonce and Donald Glover are gonna be a big part of this movie, but there's also. Uh, 25% to 30% that are the children. So and, and see, I feel like they cut some of that. I feel like You think they like, cut some I of the kid like, stuff. Yeah, I feel like we get the I feel like we get the We Will Be King song like the the young kids song. He's definitely going to get that. And I feel like the stampede's in there, but like 
maybe the hyena elephant graveyard. Some of that might be cut. No, not like, the graveyard. I think it's gonna be there. I think I, the elephant I, graveyard's I, kind of iconic. No, I'm with you, but I just feel like Donald. You're not casting Donald Glover and Beyonce and giving them not a lot, like because you're right. The original Lion King, the kid stuff was half the movie, and I just feel like they're gonna add stuff for those two for those two roles. I think you can also give them an opportunity to narrate. Uh, okay. Like you could, I think an interesting take would be if Simba was narrating from the beginning, kind of interesting, giving like, you the yeah. layout. That'd be interesting. I, I uh, just, I just don't know how they're gonna do that. That like you, you raise a good point because the kids, I didn't think about that. Yeah, I mean, it's a, I think what I kind of wanted to pose the most here is how do you feel about the animals talking? Does it work for you? I, f- I feel like, because I saw a lot of people that were not too keen on it, and I'm like, well, you must have not have liked Jungle Book. Because <laughs> yeah, it's bro, literally the same thing. You're asking the wrong guy, because I like how Jungle Book did it, and I didn't mind. Like, I, I liked it. I was just like, okay, cool. Like, I'm dig, like Lion King. I'm dig, like, I don't get what these people want. Like, what do you want from, the, like, a live-action Lion King. Okay, it won't be like the animated movie, guys. I'm sorry. Like, what do you expect from this? Like, how else was it supposed to look? Like, lions don't smile. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, they don't have gonna be human teeth. On, like, bro, that won't happen. Like, that was an animated movie. Go watch yeah. the animated movie. Like, I'm so sick of hearing, like, just, if you don't like it, don't go watch the movie. Like, that's point blank. You don't have to watch it. Go watch the animated movie, and you can enjoy all the moments from that. But, like, for the people that want this, like, let us enjoy this. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, but let's go <laughs> in some of those other trailers. 100%. Let's jump into one that I thought was pretty damn interesting. Brad Pitt's Ad Astra just dropped a new trailer. Kind of came out of nowhere, of, too. I didn't even it, remember hearing about this. Me neither. I forgot that like this was a movie. What, what and, you and, think and we've been trailer? focusing on Brad Pitt doing Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So yeah, when I saw this, I was like, "Wait, what now? What is this?" And like, it's weird because I'm not too. I'm not the biggest fan of the realistic space movies. Now, granted, I do love Apollo 13, but I mean, I wasn't the hugest fan of Gravity. And I yeah, I didn't I, like Gravity. Either. I appreciate Interstellar for for some things, and like, I'm not really that big on those dramas about um we're out in space and we're lost or we're out in space <laughs> and we're stuck and i don't know if we're gonna get back yeah i'm not like, a big fan of those either but i did like interstellar i'll say i, I want to make that known. no i'm saying i like interstellar too i mean there's i'm just saying like i might like interstellar for different elements than the space elements okay 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 i feel you i'm just like when i want my space movies my sci-fi movies i want them to be I guess a little bit more fantasy because I'm a Star Wars guy. So no, I, I, I see what you're saying, but man, this trailer it kind of hit me because I'm with you. It's it was weird. Like you know, it's fantasy from like what you heard about it, but then like when you see it, it's okay. It's in our world, and then it's with our Na- NASA and stuff like that. It's playing by our rules for the most part, and for then most you, part, yeah. you see you see more and more of this fantastical element. And it's like, he has to be a, a real-world astronaut, but trying to go fight aliens in space. And then, like, you see him on the moon shooting the gun. And, like, I was like, ooh, this is badass. But how will I feel about being realistic? I don't know, man. I'm really interested in this. And it kind of, like, the way it was shot, like, when you see Brad Pitt in his, like, 
uh, corporal, his like his his military like suit garb, and they have that like the red stuff closing in, like the uh, all the red panels closing in on them, and you see it's all red. Like that was a beautiful shot. Like this movie is intriguing me. Like I'm not gonna say like I'm super super pumped for it, but I'll say this: for not knowing about this movie coming in a theater trailer, I'm definitely like I'm more inclined to go see it now in theaters, 100. Yeah, I agree, man. Like I'm just kind of blown away by some of the elements in here and and some of the the names that are attached to the project as well. You know, you got Tommy Lee Jones is going to play like, kind of the, the villain the dad. dad. Liv like, Tyler's what? in it. Donald Dope. Sutherland. Th- that's the one that I was like, okay, Donald's in this. He's, he's doing some shady shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like just James, seeing him look at Brad Pitt. James Gray is the director who doesn't really have a lot to go off of. Nothing that we've probably ever seen. So, um, I don't know, First did you see the, the Lost City of Z with Robert Pattinson? Oh, It's oh, got man. Pattinson, Hunnam, and Holland. No, I did not, but I've definitely heard of that movie. I might check that out, get and see what this Ad Astra guy is going to be bringing to the table. But if this movie's successful, he might be another director that's, you know, coming onto the scene. Yeah, definitely. He, this might be his big showing, because I think that was what Lost City of Z was supposed to be. And uh, I don't think it did as hot because I don't think either one of us really remember anything about it. Um, no. But, but this could be the breakout thing. It looks really interesting. And like you're saying, for what my I said in the beginning about not liking realistic space movies, this more seems like uh, a, a realistic space movie, but with these like would you say elements that are coming in and kind of was putting it on his head. It's a very different sort of movie, I feel like, and I feel like it's a it could be a good risk. Yeah, no, I'm with you, and, and I'm excited to see what they do. But speaking on a trailer that I'm, like, 100% bought in, I'm ready to see this movie now. I think people are going to get Oscar buzz for this. Ford versus Ferrari with Christian Bale and Matt Damon. Boy, did this trailer, like, I loved Rush. And this was like, all right, bet we're in it. We're in this world. Let's go. I'm ready. I'm ready to see Christian Bale do drive this Ford. That's supposed to be this Ferrari. Let's see what's up, Shuby. How'd you feel about the trailer? Uh, there's a lot to be excited for for this movie. Um, the, the great cast: Christian Bale, Matt Damon, John Barenthal. Uh, you know, you're gonna you're, you're gonna get some good names in there. And with James Mangold directing. I love a lot of movies that James Mangold has done. I mean, his most recent movie was Logan. Yeah, this uh, is his post-Logan movie. You know, 310 to Yuma is a pretty good movie as well, Walk the Line. So, 310 to Yuma is one of my favorite westerns. Exactly. So, so I'm, a, I'm a fan of what James Mangold does. And from seeing the trailer, I think that this is going to give you those Rush vibes, but it's also going to kind of give you some biopic vibes. Um, it's always interesting to see Christian Bale jump in and do something completely different because, you know, you see him as Batman, then you see him as like Dick Cheney, and you yeah. see him now going going back to the British accent here, and he's he's just a tremendous actor. He's a chameleon, I, man, and I buy it in every role. Exactly. So I, I'm yep. super into I'm super into seeing what Ken Miles is going to bring to the table. No, and and I and the thing with this is. I'm glad they gave Matt Damon the role he, he got. Because, like, I buy Matt Damon. Like, if Matt Damon would have been somebody else, I, I don't know if I'd have bought it. Like, if he was a, another racer, like, 
Like, I, like when I saw Christian Bale's doing the Ford, I was like, okay, wait, is, is Matt Damon about to be the Ferrari driver? But he's like the designer of the Ford, the shiesty Ford designer. Like, yes, like give me more of that. Like, I'm ready to see this movie. Yeah, yeah, totally, man. Like, I'm so ready to see this movie. When does this thing come out? November? Yeah, that's going to be my holiday jam. Yeah, it's definitely making that push for the award season. No, you can definitely see that. But with no Comic-Con, with no DC going to Comic-Con, Patty Jenkins shared a Wonder Woman picture to show how Wonder Woman is going to look in the new movie with her new suit, as well as we got a Stranger Things 3 poster with some possible plot details. Shuby, you can let us in on the plot details. I was excited to see Wonder Woman in that golden suit. Super hype. Gal Gadot looks great. But uh, what do you think about the Wonder Woman stuff and then going to Stranger Things? Because that's your, that's your show right there. Yeah, I tweeted out the Stranger – or not the Stranger Things, the uh, Wonder Woman tweet because, man, did that post really cool. I would love to have that on my freaking wall. Yeah, that, like, that's a dope That's a dope looking poster. Yeah, it's super exciting. Uh, just knowing that we're just a year away from getting this new Wonder Woman movie – it, I love that they went with those colors. It's really kind of showing that we're in the 80s. It's yeah. going to be bright. It's going to be colorful. You know, we, we did the war movie. What What is this going to be, you know? Like, uh, that's one of the things I always like to talk about, that Wonder Woman is one of the best World War One movies that they've ever made, even though it's not even factually correct about World War One, But... Uh, that was it had a very big war movie vibes there. What is this movie's vibes going to be like? Taking it into the eighties, what is the direction that this Wonder Woman is going to take the plot? So yeah. I don't know. I'm definitely interested, and we're going to find out more probably closer to Christmas, I assume. Yeah, some early next year, one hundred percent. We'll get more details as that comes out. Well, we got uh, Stranger yeah. Things. Uh, for the Stranger Things poster I'm looking at right now, it, you know they give you the your essential characters up up top. Um, but the things that I'm more interested in talking about is it shows the, the monster, which is kind of just like you know another black, gangly, gooey monster, you know. Uh, and then it has uh, Dakray Montgomery's character in the bottom right corner, with in what looks like the underground. So you can assume that maybe his character is going to have more to do than he did in season two. And on the other, and on the other side, in right next to the fair, you have like this figure that almost looks like Jason. Really? And you can't really, you can't, you can't really tell who it is, but he looks very serial killer-y. And so I'm wondering what that's going to have to do with this whole thing. So that's kind of what I was saying with the plot details. Like, there's a few things in here: the mall, the fair. Jack Ray Montgomery being the underground, it's like, okay, well, these are some of the settings that we're going to see. There's definitely going to be a lot of underground. There's definitely going to be a lot of the mall. There's definitely going to be a, there's a, definitely a the fair. fair. Yeah, and oh, I'm looking at it right now. I see this Jason like, yeah, what is that? Is that like an underground mall? Like, what is that? Like, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. It, that might be interesting. Yeah, and they're, and they're definitely getting older. We see Eleven with the nosebleed. We see all the, the classic characters. Yeah, and Dr. Montgomery probably will have a bigger role in it. Because if you look at some of the, the pictures that they released, he's, like, the, doing the whole lifeguard thing. Yeah, he is. Uh, and he also has um, Steve. That's his name Steve, right? Yeah. And he's, yeah. he's in his, his uh, 
his mall working costume for I think he works like an ice cream store or something like that. Okay, cool. Well, can't wait to see what Stranger Things season three is gonna bring. Yeah, so let's move on from the posters and move into a a little snippet of a trailer that I don't think you watched for Amazon's new show Carnival Row. Oh wait, did I did you? with Car Delevingne. Yeah, it's, it's not it's not much. It's like fifteen seconds. Just kind oh, of yeah, gives so you I'm, the idea that Cara Delevingne and Orlando Bloom Bloom are about to be in this new Netflix series. At first, when I saw it, I was like, ah, whatever. Like, why is Yeah, because I didn't know what it was. And then I looked at the description. And here's the description. As a serial killer preys on the mystical creatures in a dark, futuristic Victorian city, a detective on the case becomes a prime suspect in the murders. Bro, that you, sounds know interesting. you know I'm going to watch that. Cause, like, it almost anything... sounds like bright, but, but right... in Victorian times, futuristic. And probably not going to be so. I don't know. I just didn't like. So, yeah, no, so I know I'm with you. And, and but I, I like the this, like, this is no, yeah, and this intrigues me, man. Like when I saw that, I was like, I was with you. I was like, why does Cara Delevingne have wings? Like, what am I about to watch? Like, why am I watching this on Instagram right now? And I'm glad that I watched that because now that knowing the description, it's like, oh, okay, all right. And Orlando Blue hasn't been in the consciousness since in a long time. So let's see what he. All right, let's see what's up because Cara Delevingne needs a win. After having that uh, bad movie with Dan Dehan, even though I, I kind of dug it, where they were in space and stuff, but she didn't win in that one. That didn't become a franchise. So let I hopefully she can get a win with this because this concept sounds super dope. What if Cara Delevingne was Catwoman? I know she can't be. Yeah, but, but I almost feel I, like she could have been Catwoman. She could, she could, she could, she could have probably been it before she was Enchantress doing the whole body shape <laughs> dance at the end, looking like a, a side street flyer that was like waving in the uh, waving in the wind you know exactly Infl- what I'm inflatable like, waving arm man <laughs> exactly yeah, like that's yeah. the dance she did fucking enchantress so hopefully she can get a win with this but yeah amazon's carnival row so look out for that things coming up uh so here's another show that's coming on the nbc that they're putting into motion a drama series based on the dan brown novel the lost symbol which follows the early adventures of harvard symbologist robert langdon in the series, Langdon finds himself pulled into a series of deadly puzzles when his mentor is kidnapped. The CIA forces him onto a task where he uncovers a chilling conspiracy. This is going to be the first time that Langdon's going to be played on screen by someone other than Tom Hanks. And it's obviously Okay, a prequel. I thought that was that guy. Okay. I, I, when you said the name, I was like, isn't that Tom Hanks' character with angels and demons and all that shit? Yeah. So it is. Okay. Man. Okay, Shuey. I'm going to say this. The plot in the process sounds like the description you just said sounds super dope. But what doesn't sound super dope is that the name of who's doing this. If this was HBO, Netflix, anybody else, like a pay, like Hulu, I would watch this. Amazon, I would watch it. But NBC, this is going to just be another procedural math like type deal where they have a cool. Uh, oh concept. no, no, no! I don't think it's going to be very procedural. Oh, you think you think NBC is going to hit this out the park? Like, should I check this out? Uh, you, you might not have to check it out because I'll definitely check it out. But um, and and let you know, but. I, I think that, you know, NBC right now, I really love Timeless, even though a lot of people out there don't. Um, they love it or hate it. They have This Is Us, which is yeah, one of the biggest shows feels. on TV. Big fact. Um, so I think that they're putting out good products sometimes, not all the time. And, you know, having this IP, uh, what I kind of imagine this as being is kind of like, 
you know, Da Vinci Code or National Treasure or something like that that has the code-breaking element that goes through its progression of seasons. Like, I don't think every episode is going to be him breaking a new code. I think it's going to be all building up to a climax. Okay, okay, more of like, okay, following the More of like, what, more of like, if Da Vinci Code would have been a TV series. Okay, okay. I'm, yeah. I might check this out, but I'm, I'm going to need you to tell me if it's good because, like I said, man... NBC, even though people love This Is Us, I haven't watched This Is Us, and I haven't watched the NBC ABC show in a long time. So I, it, it, I gotta hear good things because I love the concept and I'm into the Robert Langdon stuff. I like the Da Vinci Code, didn't like Angels and Demons, but I'm interested to see if this is fire or not. Yeah, so there's really no, not much more information about it. Uh, Dan Dan Brown is going to be involved in writing the script, and he's also going to be with Danny Strong. Uh, and if you don't know who Danny Strong is, he wrote, wrote episodes, or he is a, he's a writer and has done such things as Lee Daniels, The Butler, Hunger Ooh. Games, Mockingjay Part 1 and 2. And okay. he wrote... He was the creator and wrote 97, 91 episodes of Empire. Okay, look at that guy goes. Good for him. Well, next up, we got some Hulu news. Some of this stuff is just short news that we're going to run through. Elizabeth Hurley has been cast in the upcoming third season of the Marvel Hulu series, Runaways. Variety has learned Hurley will play the Marvel villain Morgan Le Fay, a student of Merlin. The character is considered the greatest sorceress of all time. With a black crow as her familiar and the ability to enchant objects, manipulate mystic energy, astral project, she's powerful and intelligent with a cutthroat wit. This also comes with the rumor that Marvel will bring Blade to Hulu, along with other historical, magical, and creatures of this sort. So we'll see about this. Should be does this intrigue you? This Marvel yeah, I, I, I like I like Runaways, and I uh, haven't gotten through the whole second season, but I would be interested to see a new villain come into play, especially because they're kind of wrapping. I haven't obviously I haven't finished season two, but I, I can assume that they're going to wrap up that arc. So I think that they definitely need to bring in something different. This is interesting. Morgan Le Fay is somebody that even the common person may know that isn't into the comic book world because she is a part of King Arthur's story. Um, I, I could really see this being um, similar to Kate Blanchett and the Ragnarok, that kind of, that kind of villain. Word. Well, I mean, I'm not, I, I haven't seen Runaways at all, so... This news, I might this this news might make me check it out. Give it a shot, but I don't have much to add left on this. Next up, we got Netflix. A Magic: The Gathering animated series is coming. Variety has learned that Joe and Anthony Russo, Wizards of the Coast, and Hasbro's Allspark Animations have teamed up with Netflix to bring the fantasy game to screen for the first time in the franchise's history. The Russos will oversee creation of an all-new storyline, expand on the stories of the Planeswalkers, which are Magic's. Uh, magic-wielding heroes and villains. I didn't play Magic the Gathering as a kid. Shoot, I was a Yu-Gi-Oh kid. But, Same. you know, I'm, I'm going to give it a shot. It's an animated series made by the Russos. I'm going to see what's up. Yeah, I think that the Russo name really kind of carries this home for a lot of people. I think Magic Isn't it the crazy? Gathering... Like, after, the, after all the Avengers stuff... Every time I see the Russos, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna check that out. Like that new Chadwick Boseman movie. I texted you about it when we were watching the, the trailer, the tra- uh, watching uh, X Men. It was one of the trailers that came on where Chad, Chadwick Boseman was a cop, and I was like, if if I didn't see that Russo name, I might not have gone be excited to see this. And same thing with Magic the Gathering. I might not have checked this out if it was just some 
any old, like if Netflix was just saying, oh yeah, we got a new anime coming out with Magic the Gathering, but with the Russo's name attached, I'm like, all right, I'm going to give this a shot. Yeah, I agree. I think um, the Russo's kind of bring that home uh, for for Netflix there. I don't know if anyone would really be interested in Magic the Gathering otherwise. But I mean, I say that, but we're going to get this Witcher series that people are really excited about. Um, you know, not everyone was a fan of Pokemon, and Pokemon's out now. So, yeah, so you know, the, maybe these these titles can carry their own with their fan base, you know? Maybe they'll for sure. Them, maybe uh, you know, maybe the, it kind of revitalizes the whole pro, you know, the whole product. Exactly. It gives it new life. Look, I'll say this, and you know, at my local comic book shop, those kids don't even go there to read comics. They go there to play Magic the Gathering. And like it's and a it, bunch of them. And, and, like, at, the of, and at the end of the day, the you know, what really got people into Yu-Gi-Oh was the show. Yeah, facts. Big facts. I I think that that's an important piece to this whole game playing world because it kind of gives you an idea of what it would look like. Yeah, because you would always want to see how these monsters would like that. That's what got me about Yu Gi Oh! And I was like, man, as much as like the show's dope, I want to see these. Like, I would keep buying cards and playing the game because it was like, like if you, I I, want to see how these monsters look, you know? If we could get to the technology of kind of like the Star Wars chessboard where like Uh. you could have the holograms fight each other. That's where we need to be getting to with those card games. They need to think about that, man, because they, they, like the, the current model isn't going to be working much longer. And I agree with you. Imagine if you could get a VR set and it's like Yu-Gi-Oh! And you have your deck, like you have your deck in real life and you just put it in a machine and like that's the card you can use. Like that would be amazing. And like you, like you said, you see the monster battles. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd rather it be more of a hologram thing than a VR thing. But I could see where the VR thing would work, too. You could t- completely put yourself in kind of that the world, you know, kind of get you in an arena setting. Yeah, and, like, you bring your cars in from real life into it. Either, either way would be yeah, super yeah. dope. <sighs> okay, well, moving from Netflix over to HBO, the upcoming sixth season of Silicon Valley is going to be the last. Variety has learned that the final season will be making an abbreviated seven-episode run, making it the shortest season of the show's history and is currently in pre-production and is slated to debut later this year. So some good news, bad news. We're going to get Silicon Valley, but it's going to be abbreviated and it's also going to be the last season. I think it's about time. Yeah, I was about to say, the show kind of petered out. I was in it for like the first four seasons. Once T.J. Miller was gone. Yeah, it was kind of done. The show didn't feel the same. So I'm um, good. Good for Silicon Valley. It lasted uh, six seasons, but you know, whatevs. Next, hopefully up, and it, strong because I definitely like it, it. Pretty much put Kumal on the map. Um, yeah, and Thomas I would say Middleditch. Thomas Middleditch as well. Uh, I knew that I knew T.J. Miller was pretty great before that. Uh, I really think that that kind of brought people to the attention of how good T.J. Miller is. It is, yeah, yeah. I wish. I wish the guy with the beard, like I've seen him in other things, like other little NBC comedies. I wish he got more love. For he's sure, he's who, hilarious. He's the one. Gilfoy. He's the one that didn't get love. Yeah, Gilfoy didn't get love, but he he is hilarious. I agree. And then and then you but, got the 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 guy that's in the office, Gabe. Yeah, <laughs> Gabe. Oh man, but I can't remember his name on the show. Jared. <laughs> but, I, but I don't even think that's Fucking his real Jared. name. 
Like, no, I they, think that's just what they call him. Yeah. They they give him the uh they give him the uh treatment from Parks and Rec, the Jerry yeah, treatment. Yeah, the Jerry where treatment. They call, where they call him different names. But next up, MTV's newest season of its unscripted series, Are, Are You the One, will be the first reality dating competition to include a sexually fluid cast. Premiering June 26th, host Terrence J will travel to Hawaii with 16 contestants hoping to find their match, winning with and with winning couples splitting a million dollar prize. Shuby, you put this on there reality tv guy what's up yeah. with are you the one i was really huge into are you the one in the first few seasons of it uh, i kind of trailed off because i just don't watch mtv anymore honestly uh, Me neither. but but uh, i think I, I put this in here because i think this is really interesting you're gonna have 16 contestants and do to do are you the one which is all about finding your match and you're gonna make it sexually fluid so not not only was it hard to find out of the 10 guys and 10 girls, which one was your match? Now you're going to have to find out of 16 people which one's your match? It's. I think it's going to be just a, absolute wild. Yeah, absolute so wait. Wild. So explain this sexually fluid cast. What, what, what does that mean to, for the layman's out there? Oh, uh, well, I mean, I, I'm not going to pretend that I know so too much <laughs> about all of this, but for my assumption, that means that they're going to be bisexual characters. Or you know, oh, like not characters, oh, but bisexual yeah. contestants. <laughs> bisexual people. Yeah. Wait. Okay, so like, so so, so there's means. gonna be there's gonna be cases where two guys men could like be a match, men, yeah. Uh, yeah, or two girls could be a match, and they yeah. but they also yeah. like the other gender. So it's like they're trying to figure out uh, what is my true match in that sense as well. Uh, so I think it's just so gonna be a really weird way to have sixteen people where it used to be eight and eight. You know, you have a one in eight chance of finding out who, which one of these other eight people are your match. Now, <laughs> now you, you got have, one in sixteen. Now it's one in sixteen. Like now it's way more difficult. So I just thought that that was an interesting way to take that series because it kind of had started to peter off. So I think this kind of is going to bring in some new life. Not necessarily making me interested in seeing because, like I said, I'm really not interested in MTV shows right now. Uh, but but I, th- I think that I, is I think interesting. A, I think I it's a cool concept. Is. I think it's a cool concept. I'd like to see how it how it how it ends up, you know. No, for sure. I'm with you on that. Well, mm-hmm. next up we got rumor. Marvel's in talks with Keanu Reeves to join the Eternals. Reports were that Keanu Reeves was tapped to play Jude Law's character in Captain Marvel, but had to decline for John Wick 3. And I think he might have won out in that because now he might be actual hero in the Eternals, hopefully, and not just a one-off villain or something like that. Should be does this excite you? Keanu Reeves joining Marvel. Oh yeah, man. I'm a huge Keanu Reeves guy. And um I've I've just started getting into the John Wick stuff, and I think he's phenomenal in it. Um, so I'm excited to see if this is going to be true. He would be joined by Richard Madden and Angelina Jolie, so imagine that cast. Oh, and Kumail Nanjiani. Yeah, and Kumail Nanjiani, who's uh, who we assume is playing a, a voice. Yeah, I, I think, think, I, I think, I think so. I think that was reported on. And I, and then I think Thanos is Josh Brolin is going to be in this as well too. Because Thanos is, is part of that, that world. So so that would be dope to see all these people in there. And I wonder if Keanu's going to have a big role, a small role. But this excites me, man. I think you got to imagine that if he was tapped to, to do Jude Law's role, I think it may be something a little smaller. Yeah, kind I would, of like, I would uh, hope. Who played the collector, Benicio uh, Del Toro? Yeah, Benicio Del Toro. Or like... Uh, I hope it's not like this, but Sylvester Stallone, like, or, yeah. or like just how, Je- or how, like, um, what's his name? Oh my gosh, who played Star Lord's father was in and out. 
Yeah, uh, Kurt, was it, Kurt, was Russell. Kurt Russell. Yeah, yeah, that is Kurt Russell. Yeah, I was about to say Jeff Bridges, but it's not Jeff Bridges. It's one hundred percent Kurt Russell. Yeah, but that—that's all we got with that story, brother. But there's more on Keanu. Bill and Ted are going to be fathers. What? Bridget Lindy Payne and Samara, Samara Weaving have joined Bill and Ted Face the Music as their totally righteous daughters who time travel with their dads on a bogus adventure to save the universe. Well, that's dope. That's a way to bridge the gaps for this generation and uh, the past. I think it'll be because, I mean, did, if pe- did people think Bill and Ted were going to just be doing the same thing, like the same stuff without like progressing their lives? Uh, I don't think so. But I don't know. Like I, I like I'm interested in this now. Like I want to see how they how they do as fathers with their daughters and how how their relationships are. This sounds interesting. Uh, Samara Weaving. I don't, we don't know who's playing whose daughter right now. But uh, some fun facts about her: she's the niece of Hugo Weaving. Oh, real nice. And she's also super fine. Looks like Margot. <laughs> looks like Margot Robbie. And they're both from Australia. <laughs> <laughs> this is where he comes with the, the Hugo Weaving's daughter, and she's super fine. She might be Ted's daughter. Uh, maybe. Or you think know. she's more Bill's daughter? I'm trying to pull up the other actress right now, just to kind of get a idea of what she looks like. There we go. Yeah, I think this Bridget Lundy Payne is gonna be. Uh, Keanu's daughter. Exactly. Yeah, that's where I was going with it. Yeah. Word. Well, shout out to Bill and Ted. The final yeah, I don't story. Know this we have... <laughs> I don't know. The final I've, story. I've, I've, oh. Yeah. Uh, they, those are two. Those are two actresses that I've really never seen See? too much of. So. Uh, yeah, I, but I mean, this is also like not a serious movie. So. Yeah, I, no, I don't know how to take the, it right this now. Probably them getting there. This is them getting their first shots. But right. hey, I might be seeing them around town because that's filming in New Orleans. Oh, real! Shout out! To, go check them. Go check out the movie. Well, it's said, temporarily filming in New Orleans. We'll see how that goes. Mmm. Oh yeah, <laughs> real. But <laughs> we're not talking about that. Next up, Amazon Studios has acquired, and this is a final story. Amazon Studios have acquired the untitled comedy film pitch from Ike Barinholtz and his writing partner David Stassen. Or I, I, I pronounced that wrong. I'm sorry. That will be produced by La La Land's Jordan Horowitz. The Blocker star is writing the screenplay with Stassen as a potential co-starring vehicle. The story kicks off with a scandal forces a fee female politician to leave Washington and head back to her small town in Ohio. Once there, she helps her 12-year-old niece run a campaign for her middle school election, but things get complicated when she finds out her niece is facing off against the son of the man who beat her in the same very election nearly 30 years before. Look, man, if Ike Barinholtz does what he did with that movie with Tiffany Haddish and this, I'm going to dig it because I like that movie that they that they had with him and Tiffany Haddish. I forget the name of it. It was weird, the, oh. weird. Yeah, the oath. What a weird comedy, a political com- uh, a take on politics today. It made fun of both sides, which I think comedies don't do a lot. And if and if he can do it with this, that'd be hella hilarious, and I would be interested in this. I mean, I'm thinking what's going to be funny about this is think about someone who's been in the political world and is going to bring all that to like a you know a 12 year old's campaign election. for middle school election, <laughs> and it's going to be even more personal because it's stemming back when she lost her election in middle school. Brother, I, I, I feel just like pictured it's Hillary Clinton. I just pic- pictured Hillary Clinton with her daughter and then Donald Trump with his daughter or son and like that 
Like just that. Like I picture it's gonna they're gonna make fun of stuff like that, and it's gonna just be hilarious. Like I agree with you, bringing that the shady tactics to this twelve year old election. I'm 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 gonna check this out. Amazon is trying to hit all things out the park, and I'm ready to see what they bring to this as well. Yeah, it kind of makes me think of vice principals or um, shoot, what was I just? Oh, AP Bio. Mm, great show. I love that function. You know, just uh, adults meddling in in kid stuff. Yeah, and trying, meddling and trying to make it. And try, and to, yeah, and trying to make it personal for them. I hope they don't hold back on the uh, rating. I hope they they let it go as raunchy as they can. It's Amazon, so they 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 can do what they want. True. Very, very true. All right, well, let's get into the box office yeah. because for the first time, the Avengers are out. Ooh, crazy. I didn't believe it was going to happen, but there's a lot of good stuff out right now. So, Or a lot yeah. of just different stuff out there's right a lot now. Of, there's a that. lot of stuff. Yeah. We were already talking about how we were trying to figure out what movies we were going to see before the, these these episodes, before we record these episodes. I mean, we had to... We still haven't seen Godzilla. Yeah, we still so. have not. We're gonna try. We're gonna try to give you a Godzilla review next week, hopefully. But yeah. we heard it hasn't and been good. So yeah, yeah. So let's get into the the five. Number five is John Wick Chapter Three. Shout out to John Wick holding strong. Yeah. Number four is Ma, who which, which I'm hearing I heard really great was trash. Oh, you heard no, it was good. I, I heard it was good. Like I heard. I don't know what what. See, like, this is the thing about reports, because they're always conflicting. I could have been reading something that was a complete joke. See, I heard from, like, Joe Budden. <laughs> this is the one time I'm going to Joe Budden for news on movies. He went watch mine. He said it was the worst thing he's seen <laughs> in years. But I don't know how much you want to take that. Just that's what I heard. So, you know, I just heard it was boo-boo. Like, you want to know what? I, I can tell you what she, like, the reason why she's doing all this to these to these kids is because Spoilers. She, Yes, everybody. Spoilers, spoilers, big spoilers. The reason why she's doing all this to these kids is because she wanted to suck some dude's dick, but the dude didn't want her to suck his dick. So then to make fun of her, he got his friend to go into a room and she sucked his friend's dick. But when they turned the lights on, everybody was looking, laughing at her. So she held resentment for all these years and was trying to hurt all these kids. Weird. (laughs) Yeah, ma. Ma's got such an interesting cast to me, too, because, like, Allison Janney's in this movie. <laughs> she is. And then Octavia yeah. Spencer. Octavia Spencer. What's, what's my boy's name who I want to be uh, to be Sinestro? What's his name, bro? I'm looking at him. Oh, my gosh. He's in, he was Dracula. What, what is his name? Oh, shit. He's in this movie. God damn it. This is going to bug me. You're talking about uh, Luke Evans? Yeah, Luke Evans. He's in this movie, too. And I'm like, what? Ma, <laughs> well, yeah, to freaking Ma. Luke no, Evans, but but it does have uh, McKaylee Miller, who was someone that I kind of watched her, her younger career grow, grow into, and I'm kind of a fan. And they also got the dude from freaking Girl Meets World in this, so that's where it's like, uh, you got like you got Octa- <laughs> you got Octavia Spencer, fucking Alex and Janie, Luke Evans. I would even put Missy Pyle in there, and then you're gonna say the Corey Fogelman is from fucking Girl. Means worlds in this, and he's one of the main characters. <laughs> it's like, come on. But anyway, I digress. What we got next? Number three is Rocket Man, which, I'm, which I am kind of hearing thing, good things about. Yeah, I heard uh, Taron Edgerton kills. Good. He needs it. Yeah, so I'm excited for that. 
number two, Godzilla, which we said that we need to watch, but you know, whatever. Yeah, I heard it's not good. I heard it's another one of those where Godzilla's not on the screen a lot, which is trash because it's called Godzilla King of Monsters. Like, wh- wh- why, bro? Like, if they, if I really go see this movie and I see a bunch of human shit, like. I don't care what Thomas Middleditch is doing. I don't care what all these other people are doing. I honestly I don't care what Millie Bobby Brown's doing. But I mean, like, yeah, no. I, I say that, or but it could Ch- actually or, be some something okay. Or Chandler, whatever it is, Kyle yeah. Chandler. I don't care what any of those humans are doing. O'Shea Jackson, I don't care. Let me see Godzilla versus Mothra and Godzilla versus King Ghidorah and Godzilla versus Rodan. That's what I'm I'm going to see. I'm not going to see all these humans interacting like, oh, what are we going to do for Godzilla versus all these creatures? Ah, no, our, our human lives. Gosh, they suck. Ah, uh, let's watch this Godzilla fight from the ground. We're not going to yeah, do like, some, you know, good camera work and give us, like, an eye level with Godzilla. But I, I told you, it's that dude who made Krampus. <laughs> we talked about that last week. That trash direct. Well, I'm not going to say that. Let me not be rude. But we're going to see. We're going to watch Godzilla and come back and talk to you guys about it next week. Do they already have an idea of what's going to be going on for... Uh, yeah, actually, I am seeing it. So for Godzilla vs. Kong com- coming out next year, uh, a majority of that cast is returning. Kyle Chandler, oh Bobby Brown. <laughs> so I assume that they're going to be they're going to come back. Brian Tyree Henry is supposed to be in that movie. Um, it's going to be more it's, humans. It's going to be directed by Adam... Adam Wingard, who does a lot of uh, horror. Hopefully he can make it an actual monster fight. Any horror that I've noticed? You're, have you ever heard of Your Next? Yeah, I've v- heard of Your Next. VHS? Ooh, I've watched it. Bro, okay, wait. If this guy's doing it, he's going to actually have the monster fight because VHS is great. Bro, if you want to be disgusted at a, at a horror movie, it is the most overly grotesque and just crazy and scared. Like, bro, that movie's insane. VHS. Yeah. He did VHS. Oh, my gosh. And he um, did... Didn't he do uh, Death Note? Yeah, Death Note. Ugh, jeez. Well, what else? Well, we got a number one, Shooty. Number one is Aladdin. Shout out. Shout out to Will Smith. Killing it. You yeah, it makes sense. So good, good for good for. But Aladdin's gonna have Aladdin. some competition starting this week with the Secret Life of Pets coming out. Ooh, yeah, because so. it won't be the only family film. And also, true, is true. it Men in Black coming out? Men in Black comes out next week. Oh, Secret okay, Life of Pets okay. came out today. Okay, okay. So next week's box office, yeah, Aladdin's gonna be in trouble for sure. Yeah, yeah. Kevin Hart and Tiffany Haddish, people definitely gonna see that. Well. Uh, before, you know, before we get to X Men, because we still got to do movies on the rise before that, but did you have a lot of people in your theater? Uh, not. I'll say this: I had more in John Wick than I had in X Men. Interesting. Mine was full. Oh, real? Mine was not like John Wick was full for me. This was not. This was like they had like a lot. Like people could still come sit in the, Like I, I got there late and I was able to walk up to the top and still have like seven seats in between me and the next guy. Yeah, no, when I got there, it was uh, very few seats, very few seats. And so, uh, you know, when you get in, when I got in there, it pretty much looked like full house, which I was surprised. I was really surprised because there's definitely not been a lot of good publicity for that movie. No, but I, I just feel like these normal movie, fa- like the, the common movie fans who go watch these superhero movies, I feel like they don't necessarily know about all the backlash and all the stuff that we who follow the movie world, you know, 
But I feel like the average everyday fan wasn't expecting that because some people stuck around for the end was like, oh, yeah, what's going to happen in the next one? And they were like, maybe there's a post credit. Or they were like, can't wait to see how Gene Grigg comes back. And I just told I was just like, yeah, this this is done. Marvel has the X-Men now. I didn't even check if, if there was a post credit. I just walked out. I was done. <laughs> Same. We'll get to that. Because I was also, man, like I felt trying to be nice to the other people because I felt like the people around me were like really intently watching it. And like I got to these points or I got to these points where I was just like, how how are you guys not laughing at this? Like, this is ridiculous. Well, let's get to movie on the rise. Yeah, let's do movie on the rise real quick. All right. Uh, I'll go first because I like I like some of yours as well. Uh, I got Quiet Storm by uh, the uh, Ron Artest documentary on Showtime. Uh, we reviewed it on the Bros Who Think podcast. If you want to, me and Brooklyn's take on it, go check that out. But I suggest if you're a basketball fan, if you're a fan of hip hop, if you're a fan of 90s basketball culture, 2000s basketball culture, this is a dope, dope documentary. Also, it's a it, it, it talks on mental health, which is dope. And also, I didn't know Ron Artest was that good at basketball. Like, it just shows you yeah. stuff that if you're an NBA fan, like, I didn't know he was six in MVP. Like, I didn't know, like, he was an MVP candidate. Like, Man, this is a dope documentary. Super dope. Yeah, man, I definitely want to check it out. I, I, you know, had to. I listened to some of it on the Bros Who Think, but it just made me excited to go check it out and, and see it for myself. Yeah, no, definitely go watch that. Um, yeah, so my movie on the rise this week is. Uh, I have two different ones, both TV shows. One of them is a kind of a reality competition show that I'm really into, BattleBots. Oh, I love BattleBots. <laughs> which goes back to when like the BattleBots was around in the early uh, early 2000s. I freaking love BattleBots, and then they brought it back about four years ago. Yeah, I, th- I think it's still I think it's still holding strong. I don't really know what the market is for BattleBots, and if a lot of people are watching it on a regular basis. But uh, I, I, when the summer rolls around and BattleBots is going, I I, te- I try to catch a few of the a few of the airings. Because Bro, I've been watching Discovery Channel a lot more. No, I agree with you. I've been watching Discovery Channel a lot more recently. Like, I saw the commercials for BattleBots. I was like, ooh, I'm going to watch this. Been watching Men at Arms, like, Disco- Naked and Afraid. Discovery has me right now. Summer, and then Shark Week's coming. I'm definitely going to check out BattleBots. But I'm excited for your next one because you got me hooked on this show. Like, yeah, it's whoa. funny because two weeks ago, I, th- I was just kind of – sometimes I'll just go on people's recommendations for Netflix because, you know, the, every month – they kind of do like new recommendations, and I went on there and I saw this thing documentary now, and it was uh, Bill Hader and Fred Armisen kind of spoofing documentaries, and I was like, this looks really interesting, and it's been around for a while. It was originally aired with IFC, now it's on Netflix. Uh, so all of a sudden, popped on Netflix and a new season after Lyndon pretty much watched all of it. Yeah, last I time did. He was at my house, and I haven't uh, even seen all of it yet. That shit is hilarious. Bill Hader and Fred Armisen kill it. I'm watching this. When does it come out? Does it come out tomorrow? It's all. It's no. It's out. It's oh, it's out. out right now. Yeah. Oh, I'm watching that. Like I'm watching that tonight. As soon as we finish recording this pod, like yeah, I'm going yeah. I think that. it's. I think it's a shorter season. I think I want to say it's like seven or eight episodes. Where the other one was like ten. This is gonna be a good weekend for the Dewitts. I'm gonna be watching documentary now. I'm and the excited. best part, the best part about documentary now, in my opinion, is that it's short. It's thirty minute episodes. Yep. Sometimes and they're two parters. I like the two parters because they go. It feels like a, a real documentary. They go into like it. 
it just it's hilarious if you watch a lot of different documentaries and you know the different documentary tropes and styles these dudes go at all of that like they make fun of all of it and it's just amazing if I'm going to say this one. This is the one that hooked me to the show. This is the first one Schubert showed me. If you want to get into this show and you know anything about Vice Land or Vice News, please go watch where they spoof Vice, where it's the Drones episode. Drones. It's just drones. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, if you don't know what we're talking oh about, you want to that joke, but go watch that episode because all I got to say is Drones. And you will love that show. Like, hilarious. But, yeah. Shoot, yeah. Like, is it drones, time? Drones is the really comedic one that's going to make you be like, oh, this is hilarious. But if you want to, like, in that same season, the, the musician one, I thought the two part musician one is also one of those that's like, you can, it completely takes you on this ride for these fake musicians, but it seems like a totally legit music documentary. <laughs> it's just wild. <laughs> And they have real people to make it seem legit. No, that was a good one, too. Yeah, I'm, that's it, a good it's one. All, it's all great. They do a damn good job. Documentary, I'm going to watch it. But, Chubby, let's talk about some shit that is not good. And I mean shit. Nah. Bro, X-Men, Dark Phoenix. I'm going to say this. It might, I don't I don't know if it was as bad as Apocalypse. I don't, because Apocalypse was... No. <laughs> there were times was where I was watching this, I was like, this isn't that bad. Like... There were definitely Same. some scenes where some, some of the action sequences, more, more of the action sequences than yeah. anything else were, were pretty good. But, you know, when we had to have people talk and build plot, that was where it didn't feel of, real. Bro, yeah. James like, McAvoy, I didn't I didn't feel like he was being serious in some like when he was talking bro, about, Beast, he, about about the death of, of uh, uh, Jennifer Lawrence. I was like, this is bro. He's just he's, he's making a clock. He's making a joke right now. <laughs> And plus the whole thing with him being the character from Split, and I just can't unsee that. Like, that was the thing. I was just, like, looking around, and I'm like, dude, you're evil. And, like, and he and it's funny because he kind of is evil. Not evil, but, I mean, he, but, does, he does do good things in this movie. And, see, I'm I'm kind of upset they, they went with that trope for this time because normally, like, that that is an X-Men trope at some point in the story but like for the most part Professor X is good and that's when they do that trope it reminds me of damn X-Men really might be taken from Doom Patrol because Doom Patrol came first and we like in comic run and it said that Stan Lee heard about Doom Patrol and then just went remade and made X-Men and after seeing the Doom Patrol finale with the chief creating all of them I was like man y'all really went with X-Men ended it with this trope like why can't I just be good Charles Xavier like I didn't need that I didn't need that right now. I didn't like it. And they, they, they yeah, didn't I actually, I was actually more, I was actually rooting more for a fast bender. Me too, Exa bro. I love Magneto in this movie. Like I thought Magneto was like fast bender was my one of my favorite parts of this trash movie. Yeah, I agree. I wanted more about his commune. I wanted to know more about his side f character friends that, that never really addressed. No, they never even introduced them. They were just there. Yeah. So I, I don't know. And the. Obviously, I, obviously Evan Peters didn't have enough time to be on set. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, they he's pretty much out injured. of the movie. He just he gets, gets injured and we never see him again until the end. Like, oh, yeah, don't be running around, kids. <laughs> yeah, and don't, don't even address it. Don't even be like, oh, well, you know, we have to leave Cliffs over behind because he's still not better. <laughs> just don't even talk about it again. Like, oh my God. And then, bro, Jessica Chastain, like, I didn't really like that role she had. In that. Like, I felt like she... No, I thought that was terrible. Her. Yeah, I didn't like any of that shit. Like, all the alien shit, it just didn't feel... Re like, 
It felt like well, we had and, two and movies. Then, like, and then I'm also thinking, are these scrolls? <laughs> because like we are in the Marvel universe, but they can't call them scrolls. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like. I won't. They, it, it, they weren't scrolls, but it just was like they didn't explain who these aliens were. They didn't give them. They didn't even see them. So like, no, it was just like okay, Gene got gets this feeling power, which they call a solar flare for the longest. They didn't even want to call it the Phoenix Force. They didn't explain anything about it. They were just like, oh yeah, when you get this power, you're basically you have all the infinity stones and you can turn people to dust. Straight, like straight up. Like that's what she was doing. And then like all the stuff with her killing Mystique and then like, oh, Magneto's like, where's the blood? Where, whose blood is this? Whose blood is this? It's <laughs> like, why they got my boy back if I been saying these dumbass lines? <laughs> Oh, no, I thought that was a pretty good scene, man, because that was the whole point. It was like, he was like, Who, who's blo- whose blood is that, Gene? And Gene's like, no, I'm not going to tell this guy, because like, if I know I tell this guy, he's going to Yeah, he'll right kill now. me. <laughs> Wait, so you like that scene? Um, I mean, I didn't really like any of it, but... Uh, I will but say yeah. what I did like, because we're not even talking about the story. Let's just, let me I just thought, tell I, I, I'm just going to say maybe I didn't like the scene, but I thought it made sense. Okay, I, That's what I'm I, it definitely it definitely did make sense. I just didn't like the dialogue of it. That me person. I but, didn't like uh, the dialogue big, in any of it. Yeah, okay, big facts. Basically, the movie is Jean Grey when she was a kid. She killed her parents, she, and and Professor X took her and put walls up in her mind to where she would forget about it. And then he told her her parents died, and he took care of her. But in reality, no, 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 no. She what? said. Uh, my parents are dead, and he just he said uh, he didn't even say yeah. Oh just, well, uh, he just said he it just seems to be. The, whatever the case may be, he made her believe that her parents were dead. In actuality, her mom was dead. Her father wasn't. Her father didn't want to keep her because her his, her father knew that she did that to the mom, and she told Professor X, "Yo, you can take care of her. She's broken." And Professor X was like, "No, she's not broken. I can take care of her." Blah blah blah. That's basically the crux of why she's evil throughout this whole movie because she absorbs the Phoenix Force when they go into space and do a mission. And Charles went out when yo when 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 the when the uh, people in the the spacecraft were like, "Our captain's still there after they save him." I was like. Bro, I would have turned that ship around, and I wasn't not going to get that captain. I'm yeah, I was. I was with Jennifer like, Lawrence there. I was like, <laughs> I was like, Jennifer Lawrence is right here. Like, forget about this guy. You guys need to go back. Like, yeah, lost cause, bro. But like, I did, the one thing I kind of, I guess, I'll say appreciated with this when trying to turn the Charles Xavier thing, I thought a lot of it made sense. Like they were saying, like what Jennifer Lawrence was saying it was like, you, you're kind of taking all these people in your image, and like you wanted us to be more similar into society but were more or less the people that they call to clean up the, the messy work that they are too afraid to put their own lives on the line for okay so, see, at, I, so at the end of the so at the end of the day why are we fighting the people that don't that don't care about us anyway like i i I, 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 I got it so i was like oh, okay well that makes more sense and i was actually more interested in that than i was in anything else see i got it but did that not feel forced because in all the other movies it never felt like Professor X was like trying to be that type of person. See, I was yeah, th- well, I think that movies. whole that whole heel turn was forced. Yeah, the whole heel turn my, was forced. Yeah, and then especially because you got to think these movies are based upon the the characters that Ian McKellen and um, no, that, uh, no, 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 because of Days of Future Past, the that timeline is no more. Oh yeah, see, but but okay, but we still see the the old versions of them in like a successful uh 
X-Men timeline. And I, I don't know. I just feel like that, like you said, that heel turn was forced and all that. But okay, they saved the 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 peep, the uh, astronauts, but in turn Gene has to absorb the Phoenix Force to uh stop them from getting blown to bits. They come back and basically she she's healed but not really she starts going through having memory problems and how do you feel about her stuff sophie turner as an actress in this um that's first how she was as an actress in general and then uh, next i want to kind of know how you feel about her relationship with ty sheridan and Cy- uh, cyclops oh i feel like you didn't like it uh i didn't really i didn't really enjoy sophie in this movie no See, I, um, may, I enjoyed Ty Sheridan. I did and, enjoy like, Ty Sheridan. That's what I was going to say. Like, I thought that... He might have saved it. And he, that might have been why I liked work. it. But I liked him. But I, I, I did like him. I, I did. Yeah, see, and maybe like him... See, I think he might have... I, I kind of agree with you. I don't know if I did, if I, if Sophie did the best of jobs, but like... Because of the way Ty Sheridan did it, I believe the Cyclops and Jean Grey relationship. But I definitely agree. Yeah. I felt like she didn't do as great of a job as she should have. But I think he kind of saved her. Uh, and I don't really want to say that Sophie didn't do a good job. I just don't know if what I, was, like, they, what, I don't know if what was on the table for her to do for this movie. Maybe she landed, but like I just wasn't, wasn't that into me. it. I, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I wasn't clamoring to see her play Jean Grey again. I wanted to see more Storm, more Nightcrawler. Like, everything about this movie that I liked, like you said, was the action set pieces when they were being the X-Men. All that other stuff that was about the movie, they're trying to set up, like, the storyline. Like, after uh, they come back from space, she's going through all this stuff. She finds out that her dad's still alive. She goes see her dad, has a mental breakdown, then all the X-Men fight. Waste. I'm like, what a waste of a fight. Like, all this is dope. Then she she ends up killing Jennifer Lawrence. And then Hank Pym, I'm uh, not Hank Pym, Hank McCoy yeah. goes crazy. And <laughs> he runs off. And then Gene goes to see Magneto, has that conversation me and Schubert talked about. And then the scene, the scene where, uh, what's his, uh, Holt is sitting at the table. That's and, the scene uh, I didn't like. And, and McAvoy comes in and they have that conversation or whatever. That was the moment I was like, nope, that guy could not be Batman. Yes! <laughs> yes! Bro, when he was sitting there crying and, and, James, McAvoy, and James McAvoy was m- making it seem like a joke, I was like, bruh, uh, that was I'm kinda, not taking yeah. none of this serious. I was well, like, that that was where I was right just now. like, in that scene or whatever, I was like, yeah, I hate Charles Xavier now. I don't even want him around. Kill him. Like that was that's where I was at that point. I was like, I don't even care about this character anymore. Like you're making him into such an asshole. See, and yeah, and, and it hurt me because I loved Professor X, and I was like, this is. I just didn't like it. I didn't. I didn't vibe with it. And then so the movie continues. She she has that scene with Magneto, Matt, and then she ends up leaving again. She goes and meets Jessica Chastain's character, and is like, Jessica Chastain's like, ooh, you're gonna change the world and all of this, blah blah blah. And then so Magneto, Hank McCoy goes meet Magneto, like we gotta take her down because Raven died, and Magneto takes it hard, and he's like, all right, we're gonna go kill Gene. And and at the same time, uh, Professor X is tracking, seeing what the villain's Hank's doing motivation, with like. A- Again, the alien motivations, they explain them, but I was still really confused about it. So they they want to use Gene, Gene to create all of that, or they wanted to they get the power. I thought they were trying to get the power. The black dude wanted to get the power, and the woman they couldn't, wanted to use They couldn't Gene. wield the power. Yeah. So they like, couldn't, because... What was the point of that? Like, 
and then they were trying to just bring back their their species, but then the power killed their species. I, it was just like a bunch of like, bro, this is some gobbledygook. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this like is some this clown is a mess. Shit. This is a hot mess. So then, uh, so once we find out the aliens' motivations, Magneto gets his ass whooped while the, while Magneto's fighting the X Men. It's, it, I thought that was a dope scene, seeing Storm and Cyclops. Like Ty Sheridan was kicking, but like well, he was a great Cyclops in this movie. Like yeah, like, like this, was, this was the best the Cyclops ever. Like I, and all the X Men. It, it's crazy because like James Marsden didn't even get to do this much action. I, I like I don't remember James Marsden kicking butt like this Cyclops did. Like it now, was more now, did, more did so you the laugh Wolverine. At the show. Little at the at the X plane where he goes into his little turret to shoot. His, oh yeah, with his eye. Beam. I, I thought that was like <laughs> that was one of the moments I laughed, and people were like, looking at me, "Like, what is he laughing at?" I'm like, "Because this is stupid." <laughs> they were like, "This is fire." <laughs> but, uh, He's the laser. <laughs> oh my gosh! But yeah, I did. But I did like the fighting scene in the street in New York. I thought I that did. was. I thought it was pr- pretty cool. Yeah, no, I agree. So they and go then, inside. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I was gonna go. I was gonna do what you were doing. They go inside oh, go the house. Ahead. We get Fastbender in there, and he gets attacked by Gene. And I thought, he, I thought he, she well, killed him. I was I like, did she just kill him? <laughs> like she, what, what she did? She pressed. She can. She pressed his skull in with the, with the helmet, like and then he ripped it apart. It. And then, wait, didn't she shoot it into him in the glass? Like, when he went through the... I thought she shot them things into him. I thought he was dead. Like, I that's I, yeah, that's what I thought, too. I thought she, spl- I thought she, she split shot the all four and then pieces shot it into, into his body. Yep, that's what I thought as well. But she, apparently she didn't do that. Like, apparently he's, he's still alive. So, yeah. whatever. And, and, and the then, part I mean, that I was... And the part that I couldn't help but laugh at, and other one, once again, people thought I was weird, was the, when... The, the scene with McAvoy and her... Yeah, and where she picks up McAvoy. Boy and makes him oh, with his I'm just like I'm just like cracking up laughing like what the heck is this right now and why are we spending so much time watching this like it's almost like we're, they, the, the camera scene where they go down to the bottom of the stairs kind of panning on, on him coming up the stairs like he's wobbling his way up like he's a toddler or something I'm like what a no, baby Charles first steps like what are we doing crippled. here well, yeah, but I mean, like, what is the whole point of this? Like, she could just throw him up the stairs. <laughs> she was trying to make him have pain. She, but, I, but you know, I, the funny thing is, multiple people in my theater just laughed at that moment. They were like, what is going on? <laughs> the dude next to me literally said, what is going on? <laughs> exactly. Like, Why that this? was what I was thinking. I was like, what is this mess? Like, what is this? <laughs> and then, of course, like what I told you in the text message after the thing, of course, there's got to be some kind of prison bus or prison train or something like that. <laughs> there's always a damn prison train or prison bus in any <laughs> X-Men movie. And so, of course, that, that yeah, had to they be get captured. Like, see, that capturing shit didn't make, like, why didn't that woman just take out the X-Men right? Like, some of that shit didn't make sense. Bro. Like, why are these, these like... The, the human thing, like, they tried to book that in real quick. Like, yeah, the humans hate mutants. Like, humans love mutants. Oh, wait, no, because Jean Grey. And, like, I thought, why didn't Professor X wipe the minds of everybody when Jean Grey attacked that house, which he could have done easily, and, like, it kept all this mutant shit hidden. But, no, the humans find out about, oh, we hate mutants now, and they end up going to capture all these people. Bruh, I ain't, I ain't buying that capturing shit. Like you said, it was the, just to have a prison It was train. the mutant capture unit or something like that, which is MCU. <laughs> 
which I think, which I kind of thought in my head was kind of funny. I was like, oh, yeah, so the MCU's got to capture him now. That's yo, know, I kind of, I kind of think that was a jab. Now that you say it, it was the music. Yeah, boy, was it, for real? it was giant on the, it was giant on the sleeve. It's an MCU on the sleeve. It was right there, clear as day. Like I couldn't get it out of my head. Like I just see him like MCU. Like they all have MCU on their jackets. And I'm just like, oh, this has got it. This has to be some kind of undertone. <laughs> like the MCU is out here capturing our property and taking it away. <laughs> Yo, and funny thing is, I can't wait to see the MCU's X-Men because I think it's going to be amazing. Like, I'm just seeing Nightcrawler. Like, bro, the, my favorite thing, the people were underused. Like, even though Nightcrawler didn't really do much, like when, when he grabbed that knife at the end, like that's Nightcrawler. He, he's a swashbuckler. He has a sword and he poofs around and swipes people with his sword. Like, I thought that was badass. Like, the train yeah. scene... After they get captured, they have to they get captured and stuff, and, and all the aliens start attacking the train because they're trying to get Gene's power back. And and basically, it's all the X Men trying to protect these humans and protect Gene. They each all get badass shots, except for Hank. Hank uh, Beast didn't really get to do nothing cool. I thought Storm was under you. No, so he, uh, he once they came in there, he grabbed them, and he had the the one cool scene where like. He pins the one dude with his foot up against the wall and then grabs the other dude and pushes him against the wall. Oh, I I guess it just felt more to me like everybody else got some badass moment. He got taken out quite early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Storm shoots electricity. Like I said, we see the Nightcrawler stuff. And then they're all getting taken out by the Phoenix Force lady one by one. And And then, you know, your boy boy, uh, Cyclops over there in the one cart with uh, Charles and Gene just like, shooting everybody. Badass. And then you see Magneto take all the guns. I thought that was a dope scene. He takes every gun in the train and starts shooting bullets at Jessica Chastain. But of course, she's an alien and we don't know her powers and she just absorbs it and just knocks it off or whatever. Who knows? She, had also, she, just walked- she also had a little bit of the solar flare too. Oh yeah, she did. But Schubert, all the other people were, that, that black dude was just absorbing bullets and knocking them off. Yeah, but, there no was, but there was also times where the guns would kill some of those aliens. Though. And that's why it didn't make sense to me. I was like, what is going on? But Jessica Chastain beats off Magneto, and then Jean Grey and uh, Professor X have a moment, and she's like, I forgive you. And she knows you, I did it, I love, and she's like, I got to protect my family. And she basically whoops Jessica Chastain's ass, and they all get saved, and they all get outside, and they have a moment where Jessica Chastain comes back, and she's like, Either you, when you try to destroy me with this Phoenix Force, they're all going to die, or you're going to have to just die. And, and basically, Jean, she's like, your emotions make you weak, and Jean's like, no, my emotions make you strong. And she sacrifices herself for the X-Men. She, uh, she dies. The uh, Professor X retires after she dies. They name the school the Jean Grey School, and then yeah, Hank's the, uh, prof- the uh, prof- new pr- principal or whatever, and Magneto and Professor X play chess at the end. <laughs> and then the credits roll. <laughs> Best yeah. part of the movie. <laughs> when 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 uh, when they had um, Charles Xavier at that French bistro or whatever, I thought they were gonna do some weird bullshit like Batman Returns. <laughs> not not Batman Returns, but uh, the Dark Knight Dark Rises, Knight Rises. Where yeah, Alfred's in there, and I thought that he was gonna like. She was just gonna see Gene. I was gonna be like, "Oh my God, did they really just rip off the Dark Knight Rises?" <laughs> and then, but they, they couldn't do that because like Gene was supposed to be with like if I'd have saw Gene with a dude, I'd have been like, "Damn, so she just dumped my dude Cyclops like that? Crazy!" Yeah, she said she she would always come back to him, liar. And she didn't lie. <laughs> 
liar. Oh, man. Shuby, what would you rate this movie? One out of ten. A solid four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not giving this movie a five. This movie is a... I'm going to give it a three nine. And the only reason why it's getting a three nine is because I in, really enjoyed those action scenes and Ty Sheridan kick butt. <laughs> Yeah, man. The one thing I'm I hate out of this is that there can't be any spillover because no. I think Ty Sheridan, as he gets older and can we'll still be, be the Cyclops character, like I feel like when they re- when they do reboot the the X Men, it's gonna be kind of like the way they did it at the jump, where, where we're gonna get adult Wolverine, adult Cyclops, adult Jean, yeah. adult Storm. Storm. Yeah. No, I think we can get adult everybody. And so like that's why I'm Wolverine. saying like you know what if we brought Ty Sheridan in. And also, I, I like Anne's Alexander Ship's storm. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. Like I with the most, I thought, she, like, she didn't do much because she didn't have much to do, but I like her, which she and did. Then, do. And, and even Charles tried to keep her out even more and be like, oh, you should just stay here, Storm. Like, like, you're nah. just going to leave Storm here? Like, what are you going to do? Oh, was, uh, How are you going to fight? He's the, she's one of the strongest. And then Ty, yeah, no, Ty Sheridan comes in and saves the day, as usual. <laughs> Ty, Ty Sheridan was the MVP. I get, Ty, I get Ty Sheridan an 8 out of 10. <laughs> Ty Sheridan definitely gets an 8 out of 10 from me, too. <laughs> but this movie, 3.9 out of 10. Garbage. Ugh. No need to go see it, you guys. No need. Unless you want to just laugh with us, then you can go see it. <laughs> but yeah. it does not close the X-Men well, and I'm just ready to be done with Fox's X-Men. Glad well, it's to done, yeah. see you. Yeah, so... But, shoot, that's all we got. I guess they're weekend. still doing Deadpool, huh? Well, no, the MCU's doing Deadpool. Oh, they're yeah. done. There's no more movies. Yeah. Yeah, it's over with. Hmm. Yeah, oh, well. So, well, <laughs> well that's, all the, that's all the time we have for this week's episode, my brother. Yeah, I mean, there's just that's the thing with uh, the way that this podcast has gone since kind of the jump. Once we got into this summer period, it is nonstop movie, 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 like... There are just so many movies to talk about in this summer period. Like we, we still haven't seen Godzilla. We still haven't seen Rocketman. Both of those two are out right now. Next week, and the next gonna, week we have Men in Black. Yeah, and there's Secret Life of Pets too, which I mean, I don't, I don't think either one of us really care too much about, but it is kind of a big movie release. And then yeah, you have Men in Black next week, and also the that zombie movie with Adam Driver comes out next week. Oh damn, that comes out. Oh man, I'm trying. Damn, we, you know we gotta go see that. And support our boy AD and not yeah. not Anthony Davis, Adam Driver. <laughs> I was really upset because they did a film festival in New Orleans last Thursday, and they showed it last Thursday. Damn. Yeah. We missed out. I know. I was like, shoot. I could have. I could have totally went to that. Yeah. No. Damn. Crazy. Yeah. Oh well. Until I saw Brightburn. <laughs> Brightburn was pretty good. Don't forget. I enjoyed Brightburn. You just didn't like the horror aspect of Brightburn. If Brightburn was like non-horror, you might have liked it. Uh, I mean, I didn't dislike the horror of it. I'm just, you know, I'm just hating because I mean, yeah. it's just like, I see. it's just, it's just, it's just horror, Superman. I know, I know I, but I mean I, I, I still do think that the idea of horror superheroes is interesting that's why I kind of wanted to see New Mutants but I mean we're, we're probably never going to see that no they need to they dev like if dark if this is what the Dark Phoenix reshoots look like my god I don't want to see New Mutants because they said that was worse exactly like I, I, I don't want I don't want to see it. no keep that shit but 
But yeah, shoot it. Yeah. That's all. That's all. Really. Just all right. Well, that's it for this episode of the Bros Who Binge podcast. Uh, Lyndon, go ahead and tell everyone what's going on with the Bros Who Think Network. Be sure to check out the latest BWT podcast episode. We really talked about the NBA Finals, went real in-depth into it. I really enjoyed that conversation. It was a really dope conversation between me, Schubert, and Justin. Also, me and Brooklyn, like I said, talked about the Ron Artest doc, talked about Kanye and Letterman, talked about a lot of good stuff. Be sure to check that episode out. If you're in the LSU baseball, check out the latest episode of Primetime that Charles did with Brody Miller. Also, be sure to check out the latest episode of Anime Talk. But that's all we really got going on at the Bros Who Think Network. Follow the Bros Who Think at Bros Who Think. You can follow me at LynnBWT on Twitter or at I on Instagram. Yeah, shoot me, man. Can't wait to talk movies next uh, next Friday and uh, see my girl Tessa Thompson in action. Because I'm mm. definitely going to see Men in Black II. Or Men in Black International. Yeah, definitely pumped for that. Definitely pumped to talk about it next week. Uh, but you can find me at Twitter and Instagram, hubert 14 that's it for episode 44 of this of this Bros Who Binge podcast. Make sure you go out and watch some movies this weekend. And if you can't make it to the movie theater, pop on to Netflix because we gave you some good options to check out. And there's definitely a good slate of movies that are bring that are are in there right now. I've been really enjoying watching some of the movies from the late 90s, early 2000s because that's a lot of the uh, a lot of some of my favorite nostalgic movies for me. So those they've got a good slate of that on Netflix right now. There's definitely good things on Hulu and Amazon as well. Make sure you get your eyes on some screens this weekend. So that's been it for the Bros Who Binge podcast this week. Make sure you have a great weekend. And as always, keep it. Oh, I think I'm going under. I think I'm in